This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Jürgen, the team has been scoring a lot of late goals lately, which <laughs> is often seen as the sign of champions. But does it signify something within the squad, a determination not to be denied this season? Look, well, yeah, it's normal that we talk about this. I don't like to talk too much about it because it, I, I like to talk about if we won the games and stuff like that, it looks like it was always lucky or whatever because we scored late goals. I would say this against Tottenham, of course, the, the, the kind of goals will not score a lot of times, but um, even that was... I was at a routine from the from the training ground, um, and then of course lucky in the end. But it was completely different in Southampton. It was not we um, have late goals, but it, it, the, the goals um, we scored the goals because we, we we played a lot better in the second half than in the first half, and we we adapted really well to the things what Southampton asked us for. And then so I was really pleased with the second half, and so we deserved that the, the win there. Um, but of course it shows that we. Um, we are fully focused. We, 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 look, this club never gave up, eh? and this team never gives up. So that's how it is. It's not about um, um, you have to try and try and try and try, and that's what we do in the moment. And um, using the good situation we are in, but we know uh, we know how difficult the situation is as well. Um, but it's good. We like it. Eh? We like it. We're looking forward to the to the challenges. We are facing in the next in the next couple of weeks, and um, so tomorrow night the tough one against Porto, and um, yeah, hopefully we can use the uh, the good shape the boys are in in the moment. In your time here, you've reached two the finals of two major European Cup competitions. If I think it's right, say always when we were part of a European Cup competition, we went to the final, which is pretty astounding, isn't it? <laughs> Eight <laughs> players were involved in 2016 that are still here, and obviously the, the current squad from last year as well. I mean, how have you seen the team? And the squad and the players grow in the time maybe before the Europa League final to where they are now. Look, our our, our development is incredible, especially in this tournament, um, in or in these tournaments, if you want, because we used every st- little step we made in the last years to to improve, um, and the, the boys grew with the challenges they they were facing, and um, it's really um, it's massive. We we had the, the European ride was brilliant until Basel. <laughs> and uh, the Champions League thing was exactly the same until Kiev. So there's a lot of we have much more positive moments in the, in these competitions than negative, and of course that helps the team. But that doesn't mean um, anything for the for the game tomorrow night. Only that we are now a bit more experienced, and you saw that in the second game against Bayern. And I think how I said after the game, everybody spoke about uh, when we drew here when we, after nil nil. It was like. That's not enough, and we didn't even think it. It's not that we said something and thought something different. I said, "Oh, game on, still, and everything," and, and thought, "Oh my God, how can we do that?" And the boys were exactly the same. It was clear we have a chance in Munich, and we used that chance. And now we have to um, we have to face um, Porto with exactly the same respect, and nothing um, is different. Porto deserved it. They, were in a spectacular manner, um, came through against Rome, and. Um, very experienced team again. Okay, together with Benfica, first in the table in Porto, in Portugal, and um, really strong side. More experienced than last year. All that stuff. Brought in Pepe. Okay, cannot play tomorrow, but um, brought him in, and um, all these things. Casillas now in the goal, even in the Champions League. Um, so that's the. It's a different game to last year, and 
we have to to play it again and we want to play it again. We are really happy about the opportunity. We were really happy after the Bayern game that we are still in a competition. It's important for the club and it's important for the team. And so let's try to do it again. Last one, Ben, then pass it to Mike if you can. Just finally then, on, on, on that experience, then on, the, on those big games specifically, does it make your job easier preparing for these big games when you have to win? Because really, between now and the end of the season, you've just got to win all your games, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much to be in a situation where we had to, we had to win pretty much all the games apart from a few we drew. So that's exactly, we, we, are, we are used in this season to the situation um, that we are... We have to play pretty much all in all the time. So, um, but it does make the job a lot of easier. But don't, I don't compare. It's not that we. I cannot go in a, in a meeting with the boys and say, "Look, boys, we are absolutely in a in a in a mood where we win all the games, or in a situation where we win all the games in the last couple of minutes." Or I'm not too interested in the first 85 because we will do it anyway because it will not happen like this. Yeah? So it will not work like that. We have to um, just to be spot on. We have to recover always between the games, uh, prepare the boys, and then um, let them go again. And um, it's such a good time eh? you can feel you know, in this moment uh, you, we get up every morning and the weather is good as well that's pretty rare usually but it, it's it's like this and so um, it's warm outside spring is coming we are in all we are in the two big competitions um, so it's fine but we have to use the situation we are not we didn't we have not finished that season we have not finished our development we want to we want to yeah write a few proper things on the pages of that season book we're still yeah we on fire, to be honest. That's how it is. In training, you can see it. We are really in a, in a, in a good moment, but other teams as well. So and we, we all play for a lot. And um, you will see tomorrow night, Porto really wants to go through. And um, good so. So it will be a tough one, but that's how, how it should be. Okay, we'll go Michael, then Zed behind you. Then we'll take the microphone over. Guys, we have seen your request. We'll do over there. Yes, Michael. Yeah, again, you've touched on the importance of the late goals and what that can mean between now and the end of the season. How impressed have you been as well by the defensive durability that you've shown when you're going for late goals? And sometimes it's easy or sometimes, you know, you can go a bit gung-ho and leave a lot of spaces, but you've, you've still managed to keep things, you know, pretty tight at the back. Yeah, like, look, we have, um, it's... it's a Pretty much a week or, or a bit longer ago that we that we spoke about virtual and, and the situation against uh, Tottenham. That was a in, individually sensational sorted situation. Eh? So that's how it is. It's I, mean, I cannot I cannot get the nobody of us can get the credit for that apart from Birch. So in in this situation, but um, it's not that we it's not that we, we that our situation developed. The situation, the whole season. Now people say we have to win now every game, but look, we have to win. I don't know how many games we we won yet in that se- so far in that season. Um, we have won less, and we are in a difficult situation. Then eh? City is two points ahead or one point ahead, and we still play a really good season. But it's still it's it's then different. So we know we are used to that. This season is really really tough, but so far um, quite successful, and that's what we want to want want to. Keep going. That's that's really we want to have it. We wanted to have it like this. We want it like this, and we want to keep it like this um, until the last match day. If you want to try everything to be as successful as possible, was always the idea behind everything. And um, defending very important. Our offensive things are very important. There were so many things people were talking during the season about it. The, up front, we don't score enough. Midfield, don't score enough. Def- the only thing was 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 always positive. Pretty much was the defense. But the goal we conceded against Southampton. 
<laughs> it was not a striker's mistake, I would say. Um, and uh, we, we all have to work constantly on the right things, and that's what the boys did so far. If you do it until the end of the season, I think we have a chance. Uh, Mo Salah's goal the other night, and he's been searching for this 50th Premier League goal for, for, for some weeks. You've maintained during the goal drought that he's, he's been contributing and contributing well, but, but can you sense now w with Mo that it can give him an extra lift now that the, the weight of, the, uh, of the, that burden has gone now. Yeah, the, the late Tottenham goal, of course, was already helped already. Of course, it was an own goal, but it was forced by Mo. So, and um, that felt already really good for him. I, for me, the best situation to describe this, the, the situation Mo was in is the, is the big chance he had at Munich. When a similar situation coming inside, dribbling, how he scored already a few times, and then the last se everything was perfect. In the last second, Sule comes from behind. You cannot see him as a striker. So everything is like it should be, and then the, the, the defender is coming. And he was so close in so many moments, and still has now um, 18 goals, 17, uh, seven, um, I think, assists, or, or maybe eight. So that's a brilliant number. It's a brilliant number. And so we were never really, nobody was concerned. He was not concerned. These are parts, and he's a, a grown man. And he knows that um, it's not out there. It's dreamland away. You, can, you only ha need to have a chance, and it will be a goal. That's how it is. You have to work for it. And his work rate was always brilliant. And that's why, in training and in the game, and that's why nobody was concerned about it. But of course, it helps then if you score a goal like this. It was a world-class goal. Afterwards, probably a lot of people would said, in the situation, you have to play, you have to play. But if he passed the ball, then Bobby has the ball on the left foot. And it was not in the, it was not a perfect ankle. Maybe there was one second when he could have played it, but then still Bobby has it on the left foot. And then it's better that Mo has it on the left foot. That's how it is. So he scored that beautiful goal. And uh, it was so decisive, so important. And if something happens and, and positive, very positive in the end of the season, this was one of the decisive ones, 100%. Because in this moment at Southampton, the game was open result-wise, not performance-wise anymore, but result-wise. And then it was pretty decisive in that moment. OK, we'll go to Zed. Zed, if you can give the uh, mic to Tony afterwards, he's going to give it to Chris, and then we're going to send it over to you three guys over there. Okay? Yes, so Zed. Jorgen's over here. OK, so usually in life, sometimes you get a second chance. For Porto, they were really hurt by the defeat last season. How much dangerous would that make them? Because they want somehow to right the wrong from last year. 100%, I can understand, I understand that. Um, I said before, when we, last year when we won 5-0 there, I thought, OK, we should not come here for a while. And then next year we are back again. So that's, uh, But it was a strange game. Everybody who saw the game, it was, uh, we were very clinical that night. Porto was really good in the beginning, really good. Caused us a lot of problems. But then we started scoring. And um, I think two or three goals were after counter-attacks. So... See, we can against us and at home, Porto 2 0 down, probably felt the pressure. They are much more experienced now, um, and um, that changed everything. But it's it's not important. Is it? If they want to, that one for us tonight is we tomorrow night is we play at home. That one for Porto, they can use the game last year as a motivation thing. We cannot use that, <laughs> so we cannot say yeah, last year it was five nil, and so we we, we know that, it, that that makes it um, it's more valuable for. The result from last year for, for Porto and for us, but on the other hand side, I'm not really interested in it. I know my players now well enough, and um, they they you know, think about things like that. They only want to. They are completely focused on the job to do, and the job we have to do tomorrow night has nothing to do with the, with last year. It's all about um, showing exactly the right amount of respect, but not a little bit more, because we have to 
we have to be strong, we have to be um, clear, direct in the right moments, creative in other moments, and there's a, a lot of things to do against a really strong Porto side. And they, that can be a bit of a wild game because they are really good in pressing and counter-pressing. They do that really, are really well organized. They cross early, bring the bodies in a box, offensively, physically really strong, creative in midfield, experienced and young. Fullbacks, um, good crossers, all that stuff. So there's a, a lot to expect, and um, I hope we are prepared. We tried everything to be as good prepared as possible. Okay, one for Chris from this side, and then we'll send the mic and try and work out how to get over there. Uh, Jürgen, can we just check on your team news? Is Adam Lana carrying a knock on? Is Joe Gomez any closer because he travelled on Friday? We wanted to have Joe around, not because he's now 100% ready, but um, it's just nice to have him, and it could be maybe, but for him it's better to have more sessions. Joe needs that. He's not long enough in um, in, in training. If we are not, um, if we don't struggle players-wise, that we don't have enough, then we should not think about Joe for the next one or two weeks because now he needs really proper training and stuff like that. But he was around. It was good. Adam is only a little a little thing. We don't have to talk about that. It's just um, kept him out for the weekend and maybe for tomorrow. Um, all the rest should be should be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nothing nothing special until now. We had little problems after the game. Back problems <coughs> here. Gini Manalum, little back problem. Um, Joel, I think even Verge from the when he bounced on the. On the ground, fall, fell on the ground. So that, um, but they all should be okay, hopefully. Okay, Tony, do you want to take this? The guy in the uh, far right corner. Do you want to put your hand up, sir? And then we'll do the uh, the three over there. Yes, sir. You may need it. So, thank you very much. Mr. Klopp, uh, if you want, I can ask in English or in yeah, Portuguese. Whatever. Yeah. Igor Gonçalves, zero zero from Portugal. Um, you you um, spoke about the, the match last year, the, the five nil and then the nil nil. But what what kind of difference did you see from that team and this team? They have pretty much the same group. You guys are pretty much the same group. Also, the uh, Porto has Pepe now, uh, experienced player. Uh, what difference do you see in in the team? Actually, not a lot because it's it's just good. It's just good again. Eh? They um, they are the pictures we saw are yeah, similar to last year. When we, last year when we when we made the analysis before the game, we, nobody thought it will be a five nil there. Not one, not for one second. Um, it was just how the game happened. Then you saw it. So it was really not a five nil over the whole ninety minutes. And um, it was just we were in the situations after two nil that the first two goals. Were a bit strange. Yeah, one was maybe the goalie could have made a better save, and the second one was post, and then, and then Mo Salah made something really special um, with that ball. And from that moment on, I think they were all counter attacks, if I'm right. So, and that of course helped us that night, 100%. But in that in that in that season, in that situation, we were pretty difficult to deal with. Um, with um, if you open up a little bit, so I don't expect that Porto opens anything up, especially not tomorrow night. The, the game here now it was difficult to play because five nil up. We don't know exactly how to deal with that. We were not that experienced in that department. But Porto showed here really good organized again, and everything was really uncomfortable. And that's what we expect. We'll be uncomfortable. They are really good organized. They, 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 the high press is is is, is good. Counter press is really good, and then physically strong and quick in in, in decisions, and um, and it's really um, 
it's a proper Champions League. It's a proper Champions League game, and if people have really good organized and all that stuff, so for the top team in in in, in Portugal, I, I don't think it's um, it's normal that you are that good organized. If you have one, okay, this year with Benfica, the two best teams, but um, usually you you play more football. You maybe you lose a bit concentration and stuff, and they don't look like this. They really and showed it again against Rome. Not only Rome, but in all the Champions League games, they really showed they wanna they wanna go through in that competition and um, yeah it's how it is um, it will be tough but for both so it's okay gentleman with the microphone and the gentleman behind you hi uh, francisco freire from tvi in portugal i would like to ask you uh, as you mentioned the portuguese teams the, the, the level between uh, the difference between the portuguese league and the champions league sometimes make the coaches change a little between the local league and then the european matches porto sometimes do play with two strikers and sometimes with one striker i would like to ask if you did um, analyze this situation what your views on this subject uh, if porto uh, what kind of dynamics uh, will change if Porto plays with two strikers up front or just one striker? And also, they are missing a lot of important players in the defense. Uh, how does that affect the, um, your job also and uh, the, what you can do on the field tomorrow? Yeah, very interesting questions when I will not give any answers. <laughs> That's a problem in our world. I, I want to talk about football, but I can't. So <laughs> No, of course, it's a, yeah, a couple of things change, um, possible to change, but I think they, um, they are experienced enough to deal with different situations. And if they go with one striker or two strikers, it's, um, it's in some moments, of course, a big difference. Um, and in a lot of moments, it's not a massive difference because another player will, will come in that position, will be in between two strikers. It's pretty rare that they are both on one line and both going behind. Usually you play it anyway one up and one comes in between the lines and stuff like that. That's how it is if you play a 4-4-1-1, for example, pretty much the same. Um, they had to do a few things. Um, I think Corona played right back in the last game, yes. So, yes, he played that in the past, I think, but usually he's, I think he's used as a, as, as a striker, as a winger. Um, and um, so we will see how they deal with that. But look, it analyzes important. But on the other hand side, we have our own things. And if you if you watch a game again from other teams, you always think, okay, that's they do this against them, this against them. But we have actually no idea exactly what they will do against us. But it's exactly the same with us in Porto. So um, I think we have we, we played different systems in the competition. We played different. Um, um, how can you say that? We had different approaches in the in the competition. But tomorrow night, it's a it's a home game. Eh? It's a home game, and and being not lively at home is not possible. And then feel, and we don't want to. We want to be really in the game. We want to, yeah. They they with the setup they have, they will force us. It's it's not there. It's not Southampton, but Southampton was a very good organized team eh? in a, in a similar system. If you want, yeah, they played number five in the back, but not the midfield was a similar formation, and really closing the gaps, good winning the ball and counter-attack and we, we, we struggle a little bit with that so we have to be aware of everything eh? we have to create but we have to be in a 100% defending mood in so many moments we don't want to give them the feeling that it's an easy place to come tomorrow night um, it should be a tough place and it was for most of the team in the Champions League a tough place but it has to be tomorrow night again so I'm really I'm really excited I'm really looking forward to the game because it's a very very interesting one people around all said so many things 
Everybody wanted Porto until you have Porto. We didn't want Porto, to be honest. Yeah, but when you have Porto, you prepare anything you got. They, they they only look at numbers, names, and stuff like that. People with a proper idea about football didn't want to have Porto. That's the truth. But we have it. But nobody wanted Liverpool as well, by the way. So um, we'll be a tough one. And um, but we are really. Looking forward to it. Okay, final question, guys. And there'll be a ten-minute break before Virgil uh, comes hello. in. Hello, uh, Mark Belli from RTP from Portugal. Um, Eder Militão has already been sold to Real Madrid for 50 million euros from FC Porto to the next season. If Jurgen could, uh, if Jurgen could uh, could buy some some player from FC Porto, which you you will choose to play in Liverpool? Oh, I didn't. I had no look on actually. On Porto in this way, so I'm, I only watched the, the the games. Seems are not single players or whatever. They are the proper team, proper team. But I, I don't want any players from other teams. I cannot imagine how happy I am with my players that they that they are still here. A lot of them, and that they will stay here for the future. We feel in a good moment. We feel the age group of our players is is fantastic. We feel the future could be, maybe not ours alone. But we could be a hand in the future of football, and that's uh, that's what we try to do. But um, I'm not interested in this moment in players from other clubs. I'm only interested in my boys, and um, that's it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, Virgil, good afternoon. Your manager just uh, has just told us that you're in fire as a squad in training and in matches as well. Is that the way it feels that you're coming into form at the perfect time of the season? I think uh, we've been doing pretty well all season. I think obviously um, we had a bit of a a little period, maybe two or three weeks, where we we didn't play as well as we wanted. But I think overall we have been consistently throughout the whole season playing very well and. Um, yeah, we have to just keep it going until the end of the season. Manchester City get asked a lot about the quadruple being on, but every week goes by, you're a step closer to what would be a huge double. Can you win both trophy, trophies this season? We're still in the race, so it's possible, of course. Um, but I think it's it's still a bit too far uh, to think about it. We, we have to take it game by game. Um, we know that any any points that we drop or or any slip up can you know cost us and that's the same for them so um yeah the only thing we can do is just to, you know keep going and um it starts tomorrow for us in in the Champions League as well and Mo Salah ended something of a personal goal drought on Friday night how's his mood been around training the last few days well fantastic he's always you know lively he's always uh, happy and Wants to work hard, always, you know, gives everything, everything for the team, and I think that's the, that's what's what's Liverpool all about, you know. Um, everyone's giving everything for for the team, for the club, and um, obviously he didn't score for for a couple of games, but um, I think that the, the pressure or the talk that only came from the from the press and from the media, um, he, he he was playing well. He was very important for us, and. Um, He's still having a, you know, fantastic season. I think. Virgil, your manager was speaking just beforehand and said it was a strange game last season against Porto. That was your first Liverpool European experience against yeah. them. Um, 
we've seen what's changed with Liverpool this season, but the two teams, again, they're battling, aren't they, for, for domestic honours. So what will be different about Porto this time? Well, we know it's going to be very tough um, because they're in, they're in the quarterfinals um, because they deserve to be in it. They have been uh, playing well throughout the season as well, I think. Um, and it's going to be hard. And then, and obviously, they don't want to experience what they experienced last year. So they're going to try and do the, do everything that's to, to not let that happen. And I think the most important thing for us is, like what we always do, is just um, focus on ourselves. Um, but obviously, remember what we're going to face, a very tough team. And, and, and yeah, that's, that's the mindset, I think. But do you feel that Liverpool will still go into this tie as favourites? Because it was the team that that most people wanted to face when that, that draw was made? Well, I think Liverpool is, as a club, but also if you look at the whole season and, and, and the results we have at Enfield especially, we are going to be favourites tomorrow night. But you know, I think that's something where we almost experience every game. And um, you know, we have to just, just enjoy it and, and obviously perform tomorrow night because that's the most important thing. And... We all know you and Manchester City are in these in, in the battle for these, well, for Champions League and um, obviously Premier League as well in the FA Cup. But um, do people, so from the players' point of view, do people underestimate fans, people like us in here, underestimate that? Do you have time to think about what's going to happen in two, three, four, or five weeks' time? But or is it because your your routine is so it's so heavy, your schedule is so heavy that you actually don't have time to think? Well, sometimes you have time to think, obviously, but I think what well, I said before, and I can say it every time, it's it's game by game. Um, tomorrow is going to be a, a big a big game because we hopefully set a base and and to take with us to to Porto because you know how tough it can be over there. Um, but in the Premier League, we know that any points drop, any slip up can end our title dreams and. So we, the only thing we will do is focus what's ahead of us, and tomorrow that's Porto, and, and after that will be Chelsea. and um, yeah, That's the only way we, we, we should think, and, and that's what we try to do as well. Virgil, we know you've got a squad full of really talented footballers, but, but what's the secret to this, this durability that you've found over the past few months where you're winning matches with, with late goals and, and just managing to find ways to win? I think what you said, we have so much quality in the team, we have so much talent, um, but I think the hard work that we put in also every day in training, but um, during the whole game, um, the strikers that keep pressing, keep defending well, uh, our midfielders that keep running and, and, and doing everything for the team and obviously play well when we have the ball, but um, so yeah, I think you know, working hard for the, for the team, working hard for each other, want to uh, go the extra yard for for your teammate, and um, I think that's something that's very important. And it is, it, it has been showing it already throughout the whole season. I think uh, these are all big matches now, whatever the competition. But you touched on it there. There's there's no room for manoeuvre in the Premier League. You just can't afford to to slip up at all. But but this is over two legs. It's it's cup tie football. In some senses, that does that give you? the ability to, to play with with a bit more freedom perhaps well we should we should play with freedom anyway I think also in the Premier League because uh, otherwise we can't show our qualities properly um, but 
I don't think there's any 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 uh, time for slip-ups in the Champions League either. Um, what I said already, they're in, they're in this at this stage because they deserve to be in it, and, and they're gonna be, um, you know, wanting a little bit for re- coming for revenge as well because they don't want to experience what what happened last year. So, you know, we just need to keep doing what we've been doing almost the whole season, and that's playing well, defending well, and obviously enjoying enjoying every bit of it as well. Just hearing from the manager before, and he's making the point, you know, the sun is shining, spring is in the air, everything is good. Do you get the feeling that that this could be your time? It's a great team, talented footballers, finding ways to win it, as if if this really could be it for you this season? Hopefully. That's the only answer I can give you, but, yeah, everyone is dreaming of it, and... um, yeah, the unlucky bit for us is that some other team in, in the league has been amazing as well. And obviously for a neutral Premier League watcher, I think it's a, it's a great a great view. It's, it's nice to see uh, two good teams challenging for the title. And um, yeah, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully it, it, it can all be something great in the end of the season. And But we can already, you know, keep our heads up very high. Fajal, you're used to having Andy Robertson next to you most of the time. He will be missing tomorrow. First of all, how much of a miss is he? And secondly, is it a blessing in disguise? He has a great engine, but he needs to rest sometime. (laughs) (laughs) No, we won't miss him at all. No, (laughs) of course he's gonna be he's gonna be missed. You know, he's been uh, I think together with myself, we've been playing I think from the back four most of the games. And for me personally, obviously. yeah, he's, he's having an amazing season. I think he's the best left-back in the country. Um, and, yeah, we're we definitely going to miss him, but uh, it is what it is. Um, I didn't play against Bayern, and, and, and Fabinho obviously did the job fantastically. Um, so someone else needs to f- you know, fill his, his spot tomorrow. And I'm very confident that that will be fine. And, of course, usually, well, the season is strange. It seems that the team that they play home first has an advantage. Do you think it will be an advantage playing first at home rather than the second leg at home? I don't mind, to be fair, yeah. Um, obviously, against Bayern, it worked pretty well. But last year against Porto, it, lo- it worked pretty well when you played away first too. So we just have to you know, be ready for the fight, um, try and keep a clean sheet and hopefully score some goals. And if we don't, then we need to finish it over there. Okay. The gentleman at the back of the room. Hi, Virgil. A question for Sportiv Portugal. Uh, what do you think about this FC Porto squad, and which players do you think are the most dangerous in their team? I think FC Porto is a is a very good team. Um, they deserve to be in the quarterfinals. Um, they have great players. They defend all together. They press well, um, and I think they also in the league they've been in a similar situation as us. They are obviously second with on point difference, but um, yeah. So we, we we need to be ready for for a tough game. Okay, gentlemen at the back over there. <coughs> Hi, a question for TVI in Portugal. So, um, 
the fact that you beat Porto so easily last season, the 5-0, what kind of impact can it have psychologically on both squads, in your opinion? Uh, is, this, is it dangerous to think, for example, that everything will be easy or Porto will want a revenge? What, what do you think about all these uh, kind of things? Well, I think we as players, we know how, <coughs> how things work. We, you can play a team, you know, win 3-0, but you can... The, the, the week after or two weeks after the, something changed and, and you can lose the game so um, I think the most important thing is that we we know what we're going to face uh, we need to be ready for anything that's coming but we need to show what we've been showing throughout the whole season and that's been playing well defending well and you know getting a result and hopefully go through to the to the semis Hi Virgil, you got a Gonçalves 0-0 from Portugal. Uh, you spoke about the dangers of Porto, but I want to ask you about one specific player. I want to ask you about Militão, because you are on one of the top defenders in the world. Militão um, is appearing this season in Porto, now he's going to Real Madrid. I want to ask you what you know about him, uh, what you admire about him, and if he can be one of the dangers from, from Porto. Uh, to be fair, I don't know too much about him, um, but obviously... Um He's making the transfer to Real Madrid, so he must probably be a very good player. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna look at you know what we're gonna face personally, the players we're gonna face, the quality, strengths, everything. So we need to we're gonna be ready anyway. But um, what I said before, if he's if he's getting a transfer to Real Madrid, he must be a, a player that's not not too bad. Okay. Any final questions for Virgil? Oh, in the middle there. <laughs> take your time, mate. Take your time. Hi, Virgil. Um, being joining the campaign halfway through last season, but then coming this season from the start, have you sensed a difference that you can really say this is your campaign, maybe as opposed to coming in halfway through last season? <laughs> well, last year I was also involved, <laughs> so. It was a bit of my campaign, my campaign as well, but I understand what you mean. But I think to come in at such a stage, and um, I think we already, you know, achieved pretty quite a lot in that smart, uh, short little period. Was obviously something that I was really proud of, and um, I was definitely looking forward to this season. And this season has been going not too bad either. Um, But at the end of the day, we still got nothing at the moment, and we have to still keep working. And um, but you know, things that have been happening pretty quickly, and I'm enjoying every bit of it. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.